Hello, Internet friend. I'm David Ravel, and this is ValueSide for Friday, February 17. For all of our articles and podcasts, visit valueside.com. Well, today, the Ukraine tell. In the game of poker, it's called a tell. A tiny twitch, a blink, or a slight movement tells the seasoned observer that something is not as it appears. The master card player can use these unconscious movements and habits to read their opponent and gain a competitive advantage over their foe. In times like this, it's a unique skill when so many are trying to deceive. The war in Ukraine is a particularly dark place if you're trying to find the truth of the matter. All parties involved in this conflict, from Ukraine to Russia, to the United States and NATO, are utilizing spin to paint their situation in the best possible light. The capabilities on both sides of the conflict are no doubt enhanced. Now, earlier this week, Politico reported that the United States is reluctant to send Ukraine with ATCAMS missiles, principally because to do so would reduce our own supplies to level needed for our defense in case of war. We need more of these missiles. And it is more than missiles that we're running short on. Recently, the State Department provided a complete list of all the arms and equipments that the United States has supplied to Ukraine. 1,600 Stinger anti-aircraft systems, 8,500 Javelin anti-armor systems, 50,000 other anti-armor systems, and over a million 155mm artillery rounds. Now, the 155mm rounds are standard for the United States and NATO. They are used in substantial numbers for training of those armies. Combine this everyday use of these rounds with the over 1 million sent to Ukraine, and you can see that the United States has depleted its existing reserves. Worse, the United States decided to curtail the 155mm howitzer production, The Army and Navy both upgraded their 155mm systems to more advanced missile launchers as part of their Force Design 2030 program. The likely result is that Ukraine and NATO will run out of this critical battlefield weapon in the next few months. So here lies the difference between the United States' approach to war and Russia's. The United States relies on the most advanced military technology for its fighting capability. It will phase out the tried-and-true 155mm howitzer for the more advanced, precise field missile systems. Now, you may recall the incredible videos from the Iraq War demonstrating precision-guided missiles obliterating entire buildings. It was as high-tech a demonstration of modern warfare as we've ever seen. Now, Russia is more than willing to use every weapon from traditional howitzers like the 155mm to the propeller-driven long-range bomber, the the Tupolev Tu-95. Russia employs an eclectic range of weapons for its war in Ukraine. And this difference in military equipment has dramatically changed how the two superpowers approach the war. The United States has been willing to provide Ukraine with some of the most advanced weapons in its arsenal. American military leaders believe advanced technology would make all the difference in the battle. So the United States has sent Ukraine a complete Patriot air defense battle system, 
31 Abrams battle tanks, two Harpoon coastal defense systems, and 20 high-mobile artillery rocket systems, the HIMARS. The principal difference is that these high-tech systems require high-tech operators, with weeks, sometimes months of training, to become fully competent. Unfortunately, the constraints of the Ukraine war do not provide the time or resources to allow enough Ukraine army personnel to become fully trained before they are thrust into battle. On the other hand, Russia has used a quantity over quality approach to its battle plans. It is not unusual to see Russia launch 75 or 100 missiles and drones against Ukraine. Now, perhaps these missiles don't have the payload of the individual missiles seen in the Iraq war, but the sheer numbers provide a much broader scope to the Russian attack. Additionally, the more low-tech weapons require less training of their soldiers to become fully proficient. Finally, there's a critical distinction between the United States' approach to the Ukraine war and the Russian approach. The United States relies on a select group of military contractors to provide the weapons and munitions for its high-tech factories producing advanced weapons. But there is a limit to this kind of production. So far, the United States has provided Ukraine with well over half a million 115-millimeter rounds. But, at the same time, the U.S. produces only 100,000 of these rounds per year. Consequently, we must dig deep into our inventories to supply these rounds to Ukraine. And this is happening with other munitions and equipment as well. So America reduced their production, just as it was needed the most, to cut expenses. The U.S. cut back on military production just before the Ukraine war began. We were caught off guard and were completely flat-footed. On the other hand, Russia has been ramping up its economy to a proper wartime footing. Estimates are that Russia is producing virtually all the provisions needed to continue their war in Ukraine. Missiles, drones, and equipment of all types are being manufactured in the Russian factories as they require. These Russian production levels do not bode well for the continued pursuit of the conflict. In contrast, the U.S. has announced that it will not be able to supply all the needed provisions for Ukraine. While Russia does not seem to have that issue, they appear to be entirely self-sufficient. And that's the value side for Friday, February 17. For all of our articles and podcasts, visit valueside.com. I'm David Ravel. ValueSide is independently written and researched. The views expressed are strictly my own.